Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Last on the inside with Molly's Mariel, 27-3, third quarter. Slip the hundy, starting to sneak away at the top of the lane. He straightens with an advantage of nine metres. One big show, wide out, runs to second, jumping Jack Jimmy, be my rock. They battle away, but slip the hundy, slip the hundy, straight down to the line. He goes the favourite and he wins well again. Slip the hundy, jumping Jack Jimmy, be my rock. Yeah, he looks a progressive type as Chris Barsby joins us. He started really short there yesterday, uh, Albion Park, about a dollar fifteen. I just wonder what sort of level he can reach. Chris Barsby, good morning. Morning, uh, everyone, and that's a question that we all want an answer to because. He does look really good. That was his second run back yesterday. He went 53-6 first up, home in 26-5 yesterday, 54 even. Home in his last half in 55-4. So he's got wicked speed, but uh, how far can that talent go? And Narissa McMullen is joining us. How are you, Narissa? Good, thanks. He had to use a bit of fuel too early in that race yesterday. Yeah, he had to do a little bit of work early, but he still ran a really nice last half and did it on his own steam. What's his best attribute, Narissa? Is it that speed, that change-up speed? I think it's definitely his speed. He's super quick. Um, just a good feeling sitting behind him and asking him for a little bit, and he just quickens uh, so easily. Four from six now since coming over from New Zealand. Two for two this prep. Just on this current campaign, has it been perfect for you with him? Uh, he had a little issue there when he went to Marburg. Um, he had um, heart fibs, so things sort of didn't go to plan there. But he ended up having some time off, and I think it was a blessing in disguise. He's come back uh, a lot better this time, I think. That was a heat of a race series yesterday, so he's got that final to come. Will that be his next start and then the Queensland Sun? Yeah, that's the plan. Um, I was probably sort of originally going to go into the Queensland Sun um, a little bit fresher, but um, he's been very keen in his work and I thought it won't hurt to give him a run uh, the week before that race. Was there any temptation about throwing in a nomination about this week's patron's purse? I didn't really want to take him to Redcliffe. Um, Touchwood, he's sort of pacing really good at the moment, but early on he, he had a few little issues with his gait. Um, and just didn't want to change anything at this stage when he's going so well. Sure. So the Queensland Sun, that's the immediate target. Uh, hopefully, if he can win that, he gains a, an automatic start in the Rising Sun. The four-year-old championship, is that another target race throughout the carnival? Yeah, sort of all going well, and um, hopefully just sort of races well week to week. Um, we'll definitely aim for that four-year-old championship as well. What's the backstory of Slip the Hundy? How did he end up in your stable? Uh, one of the guys that owns him over in New Zealand, um, he was mates with one of the guys in Kiwis of Flying. So that's sort of how the connection came about. And, um, yeah, just really glad that the guys in New Zealand had faith in me and, and sent him over. And, um, yeah, he's definitely doing a good job for them. Are you hearing from them often? They'd, they'd be thrilled with the results. Yeah, um, Luke's always on the phone. He loves it. Um, yeah, they're really excited and uh, it's just great to have good owners. Is there any chance they could make the trip over for a race like the Queensland Sun when he lines up in that Group 2 feature? 
I think they're definitely keen to get over here. Um, yeah, if we get a, get into those features and he's going well, they'll be on the plate, I think. All right. I was telling Steve yesterday, he's got this little phobia about being loaded onto a float or onto a truck. Is that still present with Slip the Hundy? Yeah, he's still a little bit funny. Um, just because he's such a big horse, he thinks he's going to hit his head. So uh, we've worked out if we blindfold him, it uh, makes things a lot easier. So I think we've found the trick to him with that now. Okay, so he loaded well yesterday? Yep. Is it not only just getting onto the float to go to the races, getting him back onto the float to go home, is that an issue in itself again? Yeah, yeah, he's the same going home as well. <laughs> okay, well, there you have it. That slipped the hundy. So he's really exciting. Uh, he's a good style of horse too, isn't he? Yeah, he's um, he's a really good sort of racehorse this time in. Um, he's tough, he's quick, and, yeah, hopefully he's got the whole package. Well, he was one of three winners for you yesterday. The other winner that I wanted to talk about uh, uh, this morning is your Trotter Global Flight. He made it two from two, back-to-back victories, and there was a lot to like about that win yesterday. Yeah, that win yesterday was really good. Uh, it probably surprised me a little bit just how tough he is. Um, when I bought him, I sort of thought he's a good little sit sprinter, and he showed that in his first start. But then yesterday, he showed he can do some work as well. Just breaking down that performance yesterday, 40-metre handicap over the middle-distance trip, 2,138 metres, full-size field, so there was a bit of traffic to negotiate there as well. Time was really good, 2.15. He was forced to work, 29.3 first split of the last mile. He still finishes off in 28.8, so how far can this guy go? Um, I really like him. Uh, We'll throw him in the deep end next week and put him in the DJA heats um yeah give him a go against the better ones and i think that'll do him the world of good and he'll just keep improving okay well i was going to ask do you sort of you know have any sort of temptation about going in the dja given his handicap would he be off the front there i think he would be off the front and um yeah sort of i was tossing up but after his run yesterday i'm definitely going to give him a go in that gee be hard to catch in a series like that yeah, like his manners are the best thing about him. Uh, he steps away good, so that's going to be a big help. Yeah, and he's a full brother to that uh, former really good trotter that Andy Gath had that uh, unfortunately passed away, but uh, he looked like he was going to do a really good job. Uh, was it Globe Trekker? Yeah, yeah, that was sort of something um, that convinced me to buy him as well. Okay. All right. Well, he looks like he's got plenty of upside. Global flight. Your other winner for trainer Mark Reese. This is another former Kiwi that looks like he's got upside as well. Woodley Diego. That was his second run since coming over from New Zealand. Do you like this little guy? He's got good change-up speed. Yeah, I really like him. He's very quick. Um, and he's shown in one of his trials he's got really good gate speed as well. So I think that's going to take him a long way. How far out were you feeling that that race was firmly in your grasp? Uh, most were thinking it was going to be a leader behind leader scenario, but when did you start to feel really confident with Woodley Diego yesterday? I was pretty confident when we got rolling down the back straight. Um, I thought that's definitely going to help me. And yeah, he just travelled really good the whole way and did it easy. Yeah, no doubt. So Mark Reese has obviously got some options with him. Uh, he might be able to uh, pick and choose a few nice races over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I think um, he's going to look to some of those features with him as well, and I'm sure he'll do a good job.
Yeah, he's the son of the gold ace, Woodley Diego. A couple of runners on Saturday night that I just wanted to ask about. In the Lucky Creed, the feature, the free-for-all, it ain't the money is going to start. Gate three, so you're on the outside of Colt 31 and Spirit of St. Louis. How do you rate your chances there? Uh, it's obviously a hard race, but he's going well and he follows speed really well. So we'll just tuck in early and um, hopefully he can sort of be hitting the line good. Back to the mobile conditions is a big plus, isn't it? Yeah, he was really good in those stand races, but um, just wasn't going away all that well. But uh, the distance suits him, so yeah, I think he'll go well. If he does please and, and runs a cracking race on Saturday night, uh, do you look at the Redcliffe Cup? Is that an option? Uh, sort of undecided at, at this stage. Um, yeah, just the fact that he probably doesn't go away from the tapes that well um, puts us off a little bit. Okay, fair enough. And the other horse that I wanted to ask about this weekend, uh, you've built up a great rapport with this guy, but he's been huge since finding his way to Brisbane infatuation. Low flying this horse. Yeah, he was super last week. Um, he's very quick and yeah, he's a lovely horse to drive as well. He's very versatile as well. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's got a bit of gate speed. Um, but yeah, I think he's probably better when you don't use him early. Um, like last week, he just sort of did no work, had that good trip and really finished off super. That's another strong race though on Saturday night, isn't it? Jillaby Kung Fu, Firefox in that race. So it's a, it's a deep lineup. Yeah, it is. Um, there's plenty of good horses around at the moment. So, yeah, all the races are, are really exciting on Saturday night. Yeah, too right, too right. And Friday night, uh, also very exciting. Well, you've got a couple of nice ones in your care. They were out and about yesterday. Slip the Hundy, two for two this current prep and, and uh, Global Flight, two for two since coming over from New Zealand. Best of luck in the coming weeks. Uh, slip the Hundy aiming towards that uh, Queensland Sun race and Global Flight, as you outlined. The DJA now presses, so best of luck going forward. Thanks, Chris. Narissa McMullen joining us, Chris, on Mobile Rolling. Just before our next guest, uh, Chris Taylor Gillespie, just your opinion of me, Furioso Toro, was set at $1.40 yesterday. Did it have its chance? Was beaten by Mr Reactor an $8.50 chance? Yeah, he was disappointing on face value, Steve. For those that took the short odds about me, Furioso Toro, coming off that really strong win the, the previous week, it was daring tactics in that race uh, the previous week when uh, Pete McMullen drove him. Yesterday, 28, 30.7. So a pretty easy first half. He went down the back in 27.6. And uh, uh, Mr. Reactor, who sat on his back, had that cold shot, was able to get him down. So... He was disappointing. He was only beating a neck margin, but off that win the previous week, I thought he would have been able to get home yesterday. Okay, Taylor Gillespie is with us. Thanks to Garrards. Taylor, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Really well. You've got the team going along extra well. You've got a couple of runners tonight at Redcliffe, and there's a few that I wanted to ask about on Saturday night as well. But firstly, in race four, Mr. Rio de Janeiro. He's bursting to win a race. Can tonight be his night? Uh, it's a bit of an awkward draw for him, but um, he needs the tempo to be on in his race. So I think if the races run really genuine, um, he'll be right in it. But like last week, it was sort of slow tempo early and he couldn't really get into it. So I guess it just depends on how the races run. But him himself, he's ready to win. 
Okay. Uh, he's got that uh, second row draw, so you're, you're hoping there is going to be genuine tempo. Just looking at the front line, are you, are you hopeful that there might be that little bit of early pace? Uh, we're hoping so, yeah. Like, he'll probably just wait as... He's been taken off around the bell lately and trying to get up there, so if the speed's on early, it'll suit him. When he goes at the bell, he'll be able to get up and hopefully outstay them. But, um, yeah, he's going well enough, so we're hoping it'll go his way tonight. All right, well, fingers crossed with Mr. Rio de Janeiro. Julie represented in race six. You've got Purple Shades and John Rod. These two horses, they're so consistent. John Rod, is he your ca uh, current stable star? He certainly is, yes. He's uh, very special to us. He's done a terrific job, but he's, yeah, leading the way in the camp at the moment. Okay. In time, he is going to graduate to that Saturday night level, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not sure about that. He doesn't really have the sort of speed for Saturday night, but you mean, I ne you never know. Don't sell him short. Don't sell him short. Can he win again and make it four in a row tonight? I'd like to think so. Um, obviously, it's another step up for him being a 45 now and an awkward draw, but he drew the same last week and got the job done. So I'm hoping he can do it again. Um, I guess we'll find out if he's up for the challenge or not. Do you think driver Matt Elkins is going to be aggressive early and try and get up there as quickly as possible? Yeah, he'll have to be. It's the only way that um, John Rod's competitive. He he loves being up there doing it tough, so he's just going to have to be into him from the start and try and get up there. And, um, you know, whether he can get to the front, I'm not sure. But if, you know, he can at least get to the death, that, that'll be good. I know what you're referencing when you say he hasn't got the speed for Albion Park. He is a little one pace, but... He gives everything when he goes out there, and I'm sure he's going to do that again tonight. But, hey, don't sell him short. I think in time, maybe not right now, but by the end of the year, he might be a Saturday night horse for you. He's, um, yeah, like, you know, when he first arrived, his first few runs we gave him, they were pretty average, and we never, we thought we'd be lucky to win one race with him, and I never thought he'd get out of that 30 to 38 grade, but... He's definitely exceeded all our expectations. And I think what makes him a bit special is the way he's been winning. He's not just been falling in and, you know, getting a comfy trip. He's always out there doing it tough. So I think that's what's making him a little bit more special. Yeah, it's a good point. There's no fluke about his wins. He's got to earn it each and every time he goes around. So how many has he now won for you uh, since being under your care? Um, he's won nine for us now. Wow. So that, yeah. that, that's that's a, a long way from when he first arrived, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like I say, we didn't. We thought we'd be lucky to win one, and he's gone on and won nine. So, and that's only been. I think we got him early last year, so he's done it relatively quickly. All right. Well, he's hoping he can do it again. Purple shades. His recent form is really consistent as well. Gate four is that just a little bit sticky for him? Gate four tonight. It is, because you can't use him out the gate. He's sort of just got to be um, driven cold and just come with one run at them. But um, he hasn't raced for a few weeks. He got a bit of a foot abscess with all the wet weather. So, um, But that shouldn't worry him. He loves being fresh. So with the right run, I think um, he'll be in the fight too. All right. But whatever he does tonight, there'll be more improvement to come. Yes, definitely. All right. Race number eight tonight, last leg of the quaddie. You've got Penultima drawn the outside of the second row. So you've got a couple of rough draws here tonight. He's only had the three runs for you. What are the expectations here? Um, her first two runs, um, she was very unlucky 
um, we're really happy with her last start she got stuck in the death which isn't her go she's sort of another one you've got to just come with one run at them um, so hopefully tonight she gets the right trip through and I think um, she should run a really good race as well um, all going her way how do you rate the opposition? Does it look strong on paper or is this probably a little easier than what she's faced so far for you? I think it's definitely easier than the race she met last week. Um, so I think she's up to it. Okay. So of your four runners tonight, is it John Rod that we're pinning our faith in? Yeah, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to stick with him. He's been too good not to. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about your Saturday night horses. You've got a couple here that are going really well at the moment. We'll start with uh, a guy that's uh, low-flying in his own way. Roll one over. His past couple of runs have been super. He scored that victory two starts ago, and he was really good again last week. It's probably a step up in grade this Saturday night, but you can't knock the way he's going. Yeah, he is. He's um, Yeah, he's flying. Uh, obviously, he's the sort of horse that needs things to go his way. But, um, you know, every time he goes out there, he's given 100%. So um, hopefully he gets an all right run. But, um, yeah, look, he's flying. So I'm sure he'll be thereabouts again. Big wheels, what's up, sunshine? They're the class runners of that field. But if he gets that trip, he can certainly earn another check. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's he's going really well. He's feeling really good. He looks really good. So I think so. And Hoka Jimmy, I'm sure he's a stable favourite as well. Uh, he never goes a bad race. He's been a runner-up his past too. He's got a shocking draw here on Saturday night. And again, it's a deep field. But he'll run his normal honest race, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, he's flying. Like, uh, looking at his own times, he's getting home in. He's, you know, running 55 last half, home in 27-2, 27-3. So uh, he's crying out for a win, but he just another one that sort of needs things to go his way. But yeah, he's flying. Okay, so currently you've got all the paces ticking over really well. You've you've got a good strike rate with the trotters. You're light on with the trotters right now. So what's happening on that front? Um, Bourbon on the rocks went out for a bit of a spell. She's um, probably maybe three four weeks away from racing. She's back fast working now. Uh, Dreamy, he's working up too, but with all the wet weather, he had a bit of feet trouble as well, so that pushed him back. So we won't see him for a little bit longer yet. Um, Noble Lavros uh, did a pedal bone in track work uh, six months ago, so he's out for a while. So, um, yeah, not really much happening on the trotting front. Yeah, it's a little disappointing. Just on Dreamy, did he have a trial and then go back out again? Fairly recently. Yeah, um, yeah. He he had a trial. I think he had two trials, and he was choked down in both of them. So we just tipped him out again, and thought we would just work him back up slowly this time, and not try and rush him, and hope that he comes back the way he was when we first started him when he come off that twelve month break. So is he testing the patients now? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's very testing, but we know he's got yeah. the ability, so he's worth the trouble. Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate the time this morning. Good luck tonight, and good luck again on Saturday night. Appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. There's Taylor Gillespie joining us. Her dad, Sean, operates Fine Star Horse Transport as well.
Dan Russell is uh, waiting patiently online, and I want to talk to Dan about his runners tonight at Rickliffe. He's got a number of uh, chances there, and he's got his team absolutely flying. He was fresh off that recent training treble at Albion Park Friday a week ago. He joins us online now. Dan, good morning. Morning, Chris. Stables flying. You'd be happy with these results of late? Yeah, no, the stable's going good. We've, we're putting the hard yards and we're getting the results, so it's worth waking up in the morning. You're placing them well also, and I think that's a key part. Yeah, it's been good again. Like We've got the track, big track up and going again, so I think the horses are benefiting that again, so everything's ticking over nicely. All right, well, let's go through them tonight. Race one, number seven, Adrenaline Rush. Yet to win under your care, but she's got a nice trailing draw. And the past couple of efforts have been okay. Placed at Albion Park last time out. Can she feature here? I reckon so, Chris. Um, I've changed her work in the last couple of weeks, and it's been noticing she's been hitting the line a lot better. So hopefully tonight over the 2040, she gets the right run into it, and she should be too good. Okay, so change to work. Uh, adding more work or just backing off a little bit? Uh, backing off actually a lot, really. I, I normally work work the horses pretty hard, but her, I've actually had to go right back to the opposite. I've really had to just keep her real fresh. So, and she's, she's going real good with it. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, here's hoping she'll race well tonight with that trailing draw. Race five tonight, which kicks off the quaddy. Get a load of this, bro. He's one of the stable stars right now. He's won three of his last five. He's been placed in four of his last five. Can he make it the hat-trick tonight? Oh, I reckon so, Chris. He's, he's actually jumped up real leaps and bounds lately, like even in his track work and all that. He's a lot more confident in himself, and he'll actually work better than what he was 12 months ago. So I wouldn't be disappointed. I'd be disappointed, sorry, if he actually didn't go close tonight. Okay, gate five. Initial thoughts. Do you sort of run the gate early with him? Um, looking with the speed inside, I'd probably still roll forward with him because he's probably one of them horses. He's got a bit more respect now. Over time, he's gone forward and he's run a couple of good races in front. So, And he's tough enough to sit in a chair either way around. So if they didn't let him go, well, we'd be happy to just sit in a chair with him. Okay. Well, he looks a good chance. He's in super form. And what about Elevate in race seven? Uh, she's probably down on form, but I don't think she's going as bad as what those numerical numbers read. And she's got a, a, a good draw here tonight, gate one. Can can she feature? I reckon she could feature in the place places at worst. Like, she's another one. I've had to change her work around. I've backed right off her. And Maddie was real happy with her effort. The track... He said she was actually feeling a lot better than the previous couple starts. So hopefully with the draw tonight, we can take advantage of it. It's a little bit hard, that race, to assess because you've got I'm the Bounty Hunter, first up, Tim Bud, drawn out in five, and Sugar for My Honey uh, for Ricky Elchin. So they look like they're the class horses, but they've got to overcome tough draws. Yeah, yeah, like like you said, I'm the Bounty Hunter and Ricky's horse and even Trent Dawson's horse in that race, they all go good. So hopefully if they go stupid, hopefully we can still be there over the top or run a nice little place. Yeah, absolutely. How was your dad after last Saturday night? Feeling for a rainbow, he was able to bounce back into the winner's circle. Came as no surprise. It was a, a class drop for him and uh, he just relished that hot tempo. So 
tipping it would have been a happy household last weekend. Yeah, no, Dad was happy, so Dad, Dad's the only one we got to really keep happy there. Like Mum watches them, but yeah, Dad's only. Right, probably benefited from the big track again. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Tell me, uh, one of your stable stars, Abercrombie Tab, I think he's won six races uh, this season for you, and he might be uh, hitting the, the, the count for you as far as wins uh, for individual horses. Has he been retired? Well, yeah, he's gone back to back to the um, owners, and I think he's become a saddle horse now. So, yeah, it was a bit of a sad day for us, but we knew the time was coming for the old fella. He's done a super so job. How many, how many races did he end up winning for you? I'm not quite sure. I think he might have won nine or ten for us in the time we had him. Mm. Good little learner. Yeah, no, he was, he was an honest old fellow. Like, he was always there. If, if he had to swap teeth with him, he would swap teeth. If he had to come off the speed, well, he could do that a little bit too, so... And another horse that you've done uh, exceptionally well with this year may win or juggle two. I think he's won five of his 12 starts for you. Uh, when does he step out again? Uh, no, he just came out of the paddock last weekend. He just started jogging up. So real good. We brought um, Get Alone, This Girl and Gabby Eye. So then, then through, just starting to jog back up again. All right. Well, there's something to look forward to in the, uh, the coming weeks and months. Really appreciate the time this morning. Best of luck tonight. Thanks, Chris. Dan Russell joining us. So he's got a number of runners. He does a really good job with his team. Dan, he's a, a good young fella as well. So uh, he's ho hoping that uh, that good fortune of his stable right now continues with a number of runners. He's got a couple of runners uh, across the weekend as well. Repla Friday night, heartbreak goes around. He's also got a runner, I think, tomorrow. A couple of runners for no reason. Jet Force going around in the same race. So stable's going well. He's hoping that uh, good luck continues. Darren Clayton joins us each and every Wednesday morning. He'll give us a couple of winners tonight for this Replit program. We've got 10 on the card, and we start fairly early as well. Uh, 4.52, that first race coming through at Replit tonight. And I've got to outline, Steve, just with Friday night, mm -hmm. Replit have that feature meeting. Uh, Tab are coming to the party. There's a $20,000 quaddy jackpot. So that pool is expected to exceed $100,000. And those fields were drawn and released last night. They're outstanding fields. The patron's purse uh, in particular, that's a ripper. There's a really good stand-start race. So a few horses trying to, you know, confirm their spot in the, the Reckliff Cup on Saturday week. So really good uh, clash uh, there. And the uh, three-year-old feature, we saw the heats last Wednesday night. Bangkok uh, DJ drew two. Teddy Disco, he drew the inside of the second row. So that makes it uh, interesting for that feature there on, on Friday yeah, night as well. But we'll talk more about that tomorrow. Mm, yeah, it just goes to show, Chris, even that Stradbroke with that big jackpot last weekend, Stradbroke Day, it got up over beyond expectations of, you know, over, I think about $1.3 million or something. Yeah. As soon as there's a jackpot placed in those quadrilla pools, a lot of punters yeah. come out of the woodwork to take them. I'm just thinking about that to Chris Garrard uh, purse on the Friday night. Hemsworth, we know he's flying, chasing four in a row, and that's some moment somewhere has just got a heap of picket fences next to its name. Um, just one of many highlights there on Friday night. Yeah, and then you've got Captain Crusader who's drawn in gate one. It's a really deep field, and there's no doubt we are talking about this that uh, Darren last Friday when we were chatting about it, you know, quite uh, easily this was going to be the best patron's purse, and after that field was released last night, oh, I think it is depth-wise. It's a, an outstanding lineup. Uh, artillery was just sensational last week, scoring at Albion Park for the McCarthy Stable. As you said, some moments somewhere low flying. 
We've got LB2 Chains, the last start Melton winner. He's up from Victoria. Manila Playboy just blew the clock apart, uh, blew the clock apart last start. So he's absolutely flying. Crunch Time's a really good horse. So it's a deep field, that race, race number five. So that's the opening leg of the quaddy. And I'm sure throughout the big nights at Albion Park, there's, uh, there's going to be some big jackpots. Tab will uh, be on board. They're, they're one of the major sponsors uh, throughout the carnival. So they'll be making sure that punters have got... Uh, some big jackpots to attack. It's going to be some great racing. Mm. Best thing of the week would be this man taking a quaddy on Friday night. He's joining us now, Darren. Darren, good yeah, morning. Well, yeah, good morning, guys. So I think we we can get one leg out of the way. We can anchor the last leg with Tardelli, and we'll work around the other three between now and then. Yeah, those other three legs, though, they do look a little tough. Oh, they certainly are. That patron's purse, like you mentioned, it's, it's the best edition of the patron's purse this race was first held back in 2008 um there's been some nice horses win the race but depth wise overall uh this would would have to be up there as probably the best that i would suggest and uh, then we've got the stand start showcase final so we've got plenty of uh, is that a field job yeah i think so especially with the hand handicap race over 1700 so um you got our major day there on 30 metres so um, it's a big ask for him over the 1700 to make up that deficit Tegan Banner he's been good he was the one that we uh, spotted there out of the trials a few weeks back Um, yeah that front line makes it a little bit tricky so you could probably go field there and there's probably you can make a case for every horse in that patron's purse race I don't think there's any horse that you Mm. could say couldn't win it with the right trip it's uh such as the depth of that, and then the, and then the mid, the middle leg or the third leg is the three-year-old final where um, Bangkok DJ gets all the favours from gate two, but Teddy Disco is a classy animal and uh, just going to be tough. But he does follow out a good beginner, so um, mm. I guess she's notorious. Probably holds the key to that race. Well, I was going to say, what what do they do there? Uh, do they hold the lead? They've been you know rifling her off the arm in in recent starts, so. Do they try and make a bold bid for victory or do they hand over to Bangkok DJ? It's it's a very interesting, uh, uh, you know, set of tactics uh, that, you know, we probably won't know until until jump time. Yeah, exactly right. And um, from the way she gets out of the gate, she leads easily. But like you say, it's what happens thereafter. And um, Bangkok DJ, he's going very good. And I guess the other thing we've got um, you could look at is that... Um, they're looking for a race-to-race or year-to-year double in that race. She's Mr. Vine was the winner of that race last year, if I remember correctly. Yeah, absolutely. She was uh, at the peak of her powers uh, at that stage. She was low-flying, and then, then she came out and won the, the Oaks as well, the Red Cliff Oaks. Yeah, the Red Cliff Oaks, yeah. So, um, yeah, she's Mr. Vine. She she was the winner of that last year, defeated Manila Playboy. So, um, Graham Dwyer, Pete McMullen going for a race to... Well, year-to-year double, I guess, if Pete does take the drive, he's also got uh, another runner in that race for Chantel. Their roses are sweet, so um, I'd imagine he probably sticks with She's Notorious. But, um, yeah, certainly that's an open race as well. Mm. That's all in front of us on Friday night. Uh, tomorrow we're going to st- uh, chat with Nathan Purden, who's in town. He arrived across the weekend. He's got his star, Philly Amore Vita, stepping out. On Saturday night, that's a cracking uh, race, the final race for the three-year-old. So looking forward to seeing her in action. Uh, Angus Garrard, uh, he'll be joining us tomorrow. I want to talk to him about Bangkok DJ. 
and also Manila Playboy in those features at Redcliffe on a Friday night. Shannon Price has got a really strong team right now, and uh, several of those stars are stepping out. So uh, they're all set to join us tomorrow morning as well. Uh, just quickly, um, and we'll talk more about this on Friday, the Lucky Creed, it looks a really good race there on paper on Saturday night, the listed open class feature. Jason Grimson arrived in town yesterday. He's training on track at Albion Park, so they've got those stables up, and uh, he arrived late yesterday afternoon. Matty Craven arrives this week as well. Nathan Purden's in town. Uh, Michelle Phillips is here as well, looking after the horses trained by Bulldog Nicholson from Victoria. So they're starting to arrive now. So it's uh, it's going to be uh, hard and fast racing over the next six weeks. Yeah, it certainly is. And um, another one there too that you could throw in the mix is Jared Alch. And he'll certainly have a, a couple of nice horses as well. He's got some uh, lining up this week. Darren, where do we find your best bet tonight? Yeah, I thought earlier in the card, Chris, race two, horse number one, he's sweet. Looked uh, to get every opportunity. He's had a stable change. He's, uh, a few of the horses from the John Bazzario stable have joined with Shane Graham now. He's sweet is one of those. Um, his effort last time out was, was good. He was third behind Glen Letty Commander. Uh, he was second a couple of runs back. He was only beaten two metres on that occasion. Finds a race here where I don't think uh, he should have any trouble in holding the lead, or even if he does get crossed, he's going to be in a perfect striking position. And I thought he got every opportunity there. Race two, horse one, he's sweet. Okay, currently 310 with uh, Tab, so uh, a nice price about uh, your best bet tonight. What else stands out for you? Yeah, the other one that was uh, interesting hearing the thoughts of this guy's trainer, Dan Russell, get a load of this bro. I thought they're in race number five, he's horse five. I thought he could get across, and like Daniel also outlined, um, you know, even if he has to sit parked, he's probably too strong as well. Chasing Dreams is in great form, no doubt, but uh, I really like the way Gettelow to this bro has won his past two races at Marburg, comes to Redcliffe, and I thought he gets across them at the start there and proves hard to beat. Race five, number five, Gettelow to this bro. OK, currently 270 with Gettelow to this bro. That is the first leg of the quaddy, so... Do we go one out with him or do we include Chase and Dreams as well just for that little bit of insurance? Yeah, I'd be happy to go one out with him. But if you if you are looking for that insurance, certainly Chase and Dreams. She's been in super form. She was um, chased home her stablemate Scooby who just got tired knocking up the winds. And then uh, she was second to him, I think, on three occasions and then got away from him and we've been able to win her next two. So she's certainly a threat there. The second leg, race six, uh, I've got John Rod on top. He can get forward there and just keep on keeping on like he seems to do. He, he loves doing the work in, in his races and he'll be right in the thick of it. Um, Danger's there, number seven, Teacher's Pet. If she can get out at some point and get some clear tracks, she's certainly a danger. And I thought number two, Shikady, might give a little bit of cheek up the front there. So we'll go two, seven, and nine in that second leg. The third leg, I thought this was um, looked a race for sugar for my honey. She's short enough, probably a little bit shorter than I thought she would be. Um, first up in Queensland, she's a last start Penrith winner, so it does have form on, on a tighter track. I thought Betting Origin might be able to run a bit of a race off the second line. Um, wasn't too far away from Borsellino last time out, and that was in the Constellation of the Breeders' Classic. 
got a good record at Redcliffe as well. And uh, from that gate, I can certainly entertain him. And Shady's collect. Um, I think Trent Moffat's got, team is going pretty well at present without probably getting uh, some results. He's, a couple of his horses are going well in headwind. Um, Shady's collect nearly got there last time out. And I think she might just give some cheek here. So four, six and nine in the third league with a watch on I'm the Bounty Hunter. Uh, first up in 18 months. His last run was in the Simpson Memorial um, 18 months ago. So um, he's certainly got the ability, that's for sure. Uh, the final leg, um, found this a tricky race. I've got number seven, Vermont, on top, thinking that she should get the, the good trip in behind the speed. Uh, Illawong Dreamtime, the most experienced runner, but cops a, a bad gait and he hasn't won for a while. So uh, he certainly gets his opportunity here. He's yet to, to strike a blow this season. Uh, Abby Diademon, not having much luck of late. Uh, back to Redcliffe might be a plus for her, and we'll also throw in number nine, Penultima. So go a little bit wide there. Six, seven, eight, nine. Six, seven, eight, nine. So just repeating those quality numbers. First leg, five and eight. Second leg, two, seven, nine. Third leg, four, six, and nine. And then we bring it home with numbers six, seven, eight, and nine. That's it. And, uh, yeah, like we said, we could even go one out with that first leg with get a load of this, bro, but uh, either make it $72 or $36 for 100% and play that to however suits your budget. All right. You're keen on race two, number one, he's sweet, and race five, number five, which is get a load of this, bro. So that's Reckless tonight, 10 races there. A couple of other things. Uh, Interesting set of trials tonight taking place at Reckless. Uh, one horse of particular interest that steps out is Can't Find a Better Man. Uh, he's making his Australian debut. He's now part of the McCarthy stable. The obvious question with Can't Find a Better Man is the lightning strike twice. He comes from the sta- same stable in New Zealand that originally had Spirit of St. Louis. We know the job that Spirit of St. Louis has done in Australia. So this is a three-year-old that could easily measure up. Uh, he was last start feature race placed at Addington. So he steps around in trial number two. In that first trial, uh, that's a uh, stand-start trial, Max Shard, the last start flashing red winner, he's going to have a hit out there just to familiarise himself with the track in lead-up to Saturday week's Redcliffe Cup. So a couple of interesting horses there, but can't find a better man. We'll be keeping an eye out for him as far as the Queensland Derby is concerned. A couple of horses that are trialling today down at Menangle. Uh, We've got the likes of Tough Monarch, uh, he's trialling, and in fact, he has trialled and won his trial, so there's a possibility he could be heading up for a couple of those uh, mobile start trotting features. But as Ricky outlined last week, he's chasing that record for the most winningest horse at Menangle. So I'm sure the connections would be really happy to see that he's won there. Uh, one of the other horses that uh, of particular interest trialling there, Wolf Stride, he's now under the care of Darren Vinskin. He had that uh, uh, very short campaign with Andy and Kate Gath in Victoria. He changed stables. He's now with Darren Binskin. He was fourth there in a trial where they went past time, 51-1. Barry Tinkerbell won that trial. I'm tipping they'll be looking at the Group 1 Golden Girl. It's part of the McCarthy stable there, so we'll watch with interest as well. Um, Don't be shocked if there's another big-name horse set to join the McCarthy stable. In fact, he's probably already there now, so we'll just chase that one up. Jared Elchin, who uh, Darren just outlined moments ago, uh, is in town this weekend with a few runners. He's now taken over the training of Regal Attire, a very well-performed trotter from the All-Stars operation in New Zealand. So he could be heading our way for those trotting features also, so we'll keep an eye out for him. One stable that is not coming to Queensland is Joe Pace. So we won't be seeing Supreme Dominator, 
nor will the three-year-old be coming up as well. Just a little sip who starts at Melton on Saturday night. Uh, they're just going to focus in the uh, in the state of Victoria. The Inner Dominion, obviously the target for Supreme Dominator. The Victoria Derby is going to be the target for just a little sip. Harry Stamper, the star trotter, he should be uh, back in work in about two weeks' time. Chicago, the gangster who won that feature two-year-old race for David Thorne last week. He's going to the paddock now, so he's going to have a little bit of R&R Chicago gangster. Parisian Artiste was able to win a trial last night at Shepparton. Uh, no real immediate target for that trotter. Into the minion in Melbourne later this year. And Steve, just a couple of quick ones. Wobbly, he's been retired. Spellbound's been retired. Uh, on the comeback trail, Soho Tribeca trialled and won on Sunday at Miraburra into Victoria. Lavra Joe trialled yesterday in Perth at Bunbury, south of Perth. He was able to win his trial. And uh, Majestuoso, he's starting this Saturday night. And if he performs well, that will certainly have him back on track as far as Queensland is concerned. But the other one that I wanted to ask, Darren, uh, the rising sun, we're getting closer and closer. Tab have been up for some time with the market here. Darren, leap to fame, $4, beyond the line, 5 better eclipse, $6. He resumes on Saturday night after trolling on the weekend. Ladies in red, 7 ripped $7. And then we're going out to uh, rock and roll do $11. So at this stage, if you had 50 bucks, what are you putting your money on? Uh, I think with the, with the barrier at the moment, um, I think ladies in red is appealing at that price. Um, I'm just... I've gone a little bit cold on Leap to Fame. The fact that they're going to target the race first up, if that eventuates, I think that's a... Uh, while I'm not the trainer and I don't know know the horse inside and out like they do, I, I find that uh, a, a bit of a bold move. Um, yeah, I think Ladies in Red, she'll get uh, probably most likely barrier three, you would imagine, two three-year-olds inside her um, with first uh, crack there being a, a, a mare. Um, rips the other one obviously at the price too so um, just be interested to see what sort of warm-up he has as well between now and then but yeah ladies in red certainly appeals to me with what I've seen of her yeah I was just thinking Darren I thought gee that seems just when Chris reading the odds and I don't know the form like you guys but I know that Chris I don't know have you got a form in front of you when was the last time she started at a price like that in any race uh, I, I don't think red. she has we're used to seeing her go around red figures or short you know short figures yeah. every time she races it's very appealing, that pride. I'm expecting they'll have to trial her next week. I think there's trials programmed uh, at Melton Geelong early next week, and there might be a set coming up at uh, Ballarat. So she's got to be ready to trial, and I'm told that they have organised a flight. So she's definitely coming up by air. They won't be floating her up. So at this stage, she's flying up. But you would expect her to be trialling probably next week. Yeah, beyond well, probably the same. Yeah, beyond delight, he'd be the other one. And um, I guess just going back to your question there, Steve, ladies in red, the longest price she's ever started in her career is four dollars ninety. Um, that would be a tote figure, though, so you're probably around about the three dollars. But uh, that was a race where she won a, a Group Two Phillies race, um, beat home four other Emma Stewart runners on that occasion. The other time, um, her last. Probably seven starts as she's been odds on on yeah. every occasion. Has she ever finished further back than second? No. Uh, no. No. 22 starts, 18 wins, four seconds. 
last start second in that uh, four-year-old mare's final behind, Tough Tilly. Um, but it was a big run in defeat. But, yeah, I, if she's ready to go and she's primed, uh, she's the she's the one that I, I think creates the most interest in the race. Just with that, with um, looking at the driver engagements for Saturday night, Chris, are you... Chris Alford's down for a Moray Vita. Um, do you think he'd be making the trip for one drive? I, I wouldn't have thought so, um, but I'm not sure. That, I'm sure I looked at uh, Melton on Saturday night and there was a horse that I expected him to be driving. He wasn't down to drive, so I'm not sure. And the other interesting driving engagement there on the weekend, Jack Callaghan, who, who's been the regular driver of Spirit of St. Louis this year, he will retain the drive. Uh, so Luke won't be driving Spirit of St. Louis. Jack Kelligan comes up to drive him uh, throughout the uh, the Carnival Features. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a big uh, opportunity for Jack because, uh, like we said, he's probably the number one um, number one ranked free-for-all horse in Australia at present is Spirit of St. Louis. So, so well done to Jack. He's done a great job thus far in his career and, and gets another Darren, great opportunity. Darren, just a question. And, Chris, I want to ask you guys, just talking about Royal Ascot this morning, you know, and that horse that won there last night, Bar E, to regard it as the highest-rated horse in the world. And, obviously, Nature Strip's rating's gone up as well. And we often talk a lot about ratings uh, on when doing form and so on, uh, handicappers' ratings. Uh, what about harness racing in regards to rating system like that? Well, I guess first and foremost, our, our handicapping system works off those ratings, but there's a high rating of 120 and a, and a base rating of 30. But in terms of actual ratings against, um, you know, for example, there on Saturday night, there's the free-for-all, there's Spirit of St. Louis and Majestic Cruise are both rated 120. Um, Colt 31's but, uh, 118. Now, if you're actually looking at current ratings of that, well, you'd probably say there's a bit more of a discrepancy of of which horse Yeah, well, that, be. that's why I was asking the question, because he'd have to be the highest-rated horse in the country, wouldn't he, right now? Yeah, um, so I, I guess the difference from that, Steve, is we don't have a pattern committee like the Thoroughbreds have, where they or um, where they come together and, and rank those Group 1 races or anything like that, and the same as the um, the time form ratings, the same sort of thing doesn't exist. So um, I guess the opportunity's there if someone wanted to spend the time to do it, but mm. um, whether they would or, or be able to be remunerated for it because it would be a, a fairly lengthy job. you want to take it? Mm. Yeah, if I could <laughs> <laughs> Everything's available for a price, Steve. <laughs> uh, very interesting. Just looking at it, that horse that I was uh, checking out on Saturday night at Melton, I'm off and gone. Chris Alva drove it last week. She lines up in the Group 3 Cinderella Stakes. Nathan Jack takes the drive. So I'm sensing Chris will come up to drive uh, Amore Vita there on Saturday night. Nathan Purden will join us tomorrow, so he'll give us the answer. Yeah, we'll get the inside scoop and... Maybe if there's anyone listening out there, it'd be a, a good opportunity to get um, Australia's most winningest driver currently still driving um, a, a few steers there on Saturday night, so he's not coming for one. Mm, yeah, absolutely. It's a great opportunity. That, those Melton fields on Saturday night are very interesting. I mentioned Majestuoso. He's in action. Uh, race number seven, there's a few that have been sprooped for Queensland. Rock and Roll Do, Spring in His Step, uh, Better Eclipse. Tango Tara, they all clash in the same race, so that's going to be very interesting. 
uh, and the other race, there was that mayor's race. Moments like these, we spoke with Greg Shulgis yesterday. She'll run from gate two after trialling on Saturday. Uh, goes up against Treachery, who's three for three this preparation. So a couple of interesting runners there at that meeting in relation to the Queensland Carnival. Yeah, um, moments like these, or if she comes up as a travelling companion for uh, Better Eclipse, he's already gained his start. So he'll definitely... Um, forms a, a good guide to that rising sun when, when he resumes from a break there in race seven he's drawn out there in barrier six so um like you said there's a there's a bit of eyes to be uh spread far and wide looking forward to the next coming coming couple of weeks here in brisbane that's for sure steve your favorite horse is back on saturday night at melton platinum chub petrarca petrarca ah oh, okay he's back yeah, poor old Platinum Chubb's retired, isn't he? No, no, no. He's back in work. Oh, is Plymouth he? Chubb. Yep. No, he Plymouth suffered Chubb's a nasty injury, didn't he? So, yeah, yeah. He's back in work. He's probably been back about a month now. So um, Peter Manning has got him back in work. So he didn't really miss any major races as far as features are concerned. Oh, I think a couple of Sydney features. But he's still going to be up and ready, all going well for a lot of those features at the back end of the year. So, um the timing was probably ideal. So he was able to have a good break, recover from the injury, but he's been back probably a month or five weeks now with Pete. So uh, looking forward to seeing uh, the big chub uh, mm. later this year. Yeah, Petrarca, Chris, how short? Just be unbackable, will it? Um... Uh, yeah, he'll be a clear favourite. Aureus is a pretty smart type. Um, she's gone back-to-back in, in her recent wins. She's a filly by Art Maid, but I think Petrarca... And he hasn't trialled as far as I'm aware. So uh, that'll be a good race. There's a couple of handy types there, but uh, Petrarca, all eyes will be on him. Mm, absolutely. Lots to look forward to. Yeah, big weekend coming up. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Thanks Dan. We'll talk on Friday. Sounds good.